Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and thanks for joining us for 5 Miles Easy, where we go behind the scenes on the highs, lows, and uphill battles on our running journeys and bring you conversations to inspire, motivate, and get you one step closer to your goals. So let's race up for 5 Miles Easy. Hello, today we are joined by Sophie Rayworth and here is a snippet of what's to come. But I can do things I never imagined I could do 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And that drives me on and on. That taught me more than anything, actually. You can do so much more than you actually, you're, it's your brain, it's your mind that stops mm. you doing it a lot of the time. It's not your body. She just looked at me and she said, she was about, she was about 60 at this point and I was, early 40s and she looked at me and she went um Sophie the thing about marathons is anyone can run a marathon it's just when it gets tough that's when you really really find out what you're made of Sophie is a BBC broadcaster and journalist you may recognize her from the BBC six o'clock news Sophie took up running in her late 30s and has since gone on to complete all six world marathon majors the notorious marathon de Saab OCC and countless other ultra challenges. Def, I am so excited for this episode. I mean, Sophie has just, her list of achievements in the running world is insane. And what's more incredible is that it's literally only been since her, well, the last 15 years or so. Yeah. Took it up so late and yeah, has still achieved so much. And I think what, I mean, I've known Sophie for a couple of years and she just has this amazing, infectious enthusiasm and total, total love for running. She is a self-confessed running nut. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just so, it's awesome to be around and so inspiring. And she just has the most amazing mind. She really, for me, just encapsulates kind of no limits mindset it's yeah she just i don't know she she just goes out does these insane challenges and doesn't seem to think twice about it yeah i think it's going to be so inspiring for listeners just to hear about that mindset and also 
at a time in her life where you might think you've reached your peak in running, but she's still going, she's still getting faster, she's still getting stronger, she's still setting goals. I just think that's so inspiring for everyone to hear if they are a bit older, but also for us where we're still at a time where we're trying to hit our peak as an athlete, but actually there's so many goals we can have for years to come. Yeah, I think it's just such a good lesson for for everyone really, whether you're, um, you know, trying to hit new distances or new times, it's so much of it is just in your mind. And ultimately I think we, we all limit ourselves. I know, you know, three, four years ago, I would have never even dreamed of being on the elite start line. Like that's, that's something someone else does, Mm -hmm. but actually, you know, why, why can't you do it? Yeah. I think, and if, if obviously maybe you don't get there, but I think if you have the mindset of like, why can't I do it? Then that's, you're going to achieve like way more than you ever think you could. Yeah. Do you think you had that mindset before achieving these things? Or do you think it's now retrospective telling yourself actually from all that time ago, I should have just had this no limits mindset. And then now you've gone on to achieve those things. I think I had it in other aspects of my life. Yeah. I think I've always been, I've always been a hard worker, but it's almost come from a place of lack of confidence, I think, Mm because I've, I've sort of always thought I'm not naturally talented, so I've got to work a bit harder than everyone else. And that definitely came through in school and kind of my career. I'd always be like, right, okay, I've, I've just got to, I've just got to work harder. Yeah. And then, you know, why can't I achieve what I want to achieve? Yeah. I think in running it almost happened a little bit accidentally. There was definitely a period of time when I was like, where I do think I was limiting myself. And I was like, oh no, I couldn't, you know, I can't get that. Someone else's, someone else's thing. I never really thought I could be a pro runner until it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely taught me a lesson. And as over the last two years, it's something I've worked on, you know, not having, I still have imposter syndrome all the time going into races, but I'm working on that Mm -hmm. and trying to feel a bit more like, as you know, I do belong here and I can do it. And there's no reason that I can't do, you know, achieve the times that I didn't think were possible three years ago. Yeah, I look back on some of the races that have gone really well for me and when it's been a, a competitive race, the ones that have gone well is when I've told myself I belong here, like I belong at the front. It's not as if someone's someone's in front of me, okay, I'll let them be in front of me because they probably deserve to be there. So, so do I. So then you remove that barrier and, and the limit and yeah. yeah. Just going in and be like, why can't I win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I actually look back at those races where I have performed really well and I've definitely had that mindset of like, well, I deserve it just as much as anyone else. Yeah. I also think that's that sort of plays off on your competitors around you. Because if you go in with that confidence and it's not I think there's a there's a big difference between, you know, you don't have to be arrogant about it, but ultimately if if you don't believe in yourself, well, then how can anyone else believe in you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go in with a confidence and a self-belief that you you should be there and you can win, well, then other people are going to pick up on that as well. Yeah. 
and it can only play in your favor in in racing yeah for sure i think we'll definitely get a lot of inspiration from sophie's mindset in this so let's get on with the show let's do it this episode is sponsored by puma running and we have a very special discount code for our five miles easy listeners you can get 25% off any Puma running product by using the code 5ME25 at uk.puma.com. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us this morning on 5 Miles Easy. Our first question for you is what is your why when it comes to running? My why when it comes to running is it has evolved. It is because I can because I didn't know I could. Um, It's escape, it's strength, it's uh, being able to do something faster and faster despite getting older. It's exploring, it's connecting with people, with the nature, with trails, it's getting out there. It's a, a whole new world that I never knew existed. It's a goal, it's a challenge. I find it exhilarating, I find it painful, but I can do things I never imagined I could do 20 years ago, 15 years ago. And that drives me on and on. And I'm getting older and older, but I'm still much stronger and much faster than I ever thought I could or would be. I mean, yeah, I <laughs> love that. There is so much there, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's incredible. You know what really fascinates me is obviously I've I've known you for a couple of years, but it's all been whilst you've been running. And I know running is such a big part of your life and you're you just have this amazing infectious enthusiasm which <laughs> is next level for running, and that's coming from someone who also obviously loves running. But like what what were you like before you ran? It's such a big part of your life. Kind of how I didn't can, do... can you imagine life without it? No, I can't now. I really can't now. Before, I didn't start running until I was 38. Yeah. So, um, and at that point, I had two children who were uh, two and six months old. And that's what started me running, really, because I'd, I'd tried running a little bit when I was about 30. And I was, I mean, I was, I was kind of a little bit sporty at school. So I did, I did, you know, I was at school in the 19... 1980s, mid-1980s, I left school. And it wasn't really a big thing. I've got girls now who are teenagers and sport is massive. When I was at a girls' school, um, it wasn't, actually. It just wasn't. We weren't driven to do it in the same way. I did a bit of running and I was quite fast on the track, but I just did that for a year and then I moved on. I did diving randomly. I did springboard diving and <laughs> wow. I was doing and I was training properly. I was with the with the British team as a sort of in their development squad. And I did that for a year. Um and so I was really kind of passionate and committed and I was sort of driven. So I, I've always had that. I know I've had that in me, but I quit that when I was 17 and a half to do my A-levels. And, and so I sort of I left the sport behind me and I just went to university and I just, you know, I did, no, I did nothing. I did no exercise whatsoever, nothing. And then I had kids in my 30s and then that takes over and, you know, you're running around after toddlers. And it was only because Brendan Foster, um, his, his Great North Run, People sort of got in touch with me when I was doing breakfast telly and said, or doing the six o'clock news, and he said, um, "Come and do it." 
And I thought, God, I, you know, I was on maternity leave and I was thinking I need to go back to work and do something. So I started, I, I said, all right, I'll, I'll like a challenge, I'll have a go. And my husband said he'd do it with me and he'd done it before. And so we sort of started training and I found I really enjoyed it. I loved the structure and I had a, I had a training plan and I had a goal and I had to work towards it and it was quite nerve wracking and I didn't know if I could do it. And I'd push my kids along and, you know, this is, it sounds like it was years ago, ancient, but it, there weren't even proper running buggies. There was, I had this huge big double buggy, which was really heavy and we'd run along the Thames <laughs> with these tiny kids who were sort of screaming. Um, and, and I trained and I did my first half marathon in two hours and six minutes, which I thought was amazing. And I'm, I'm I mean, so that much is amazing. Yeah, yeah that's so much so faster incredible. now. And, yeah. and that to me, that was, you know, that was my first yeah. one. Yeah. And I was 38 years old. So it kind of, um, that my life, before, and I don't, and then, then I stopped again and I had another child and then, and then I picked up marathon running when I was 42 and I haven't looked back. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I kept running. So That's I don't amazing. know, it's funny. I don't, I don't know what, I mean, I just, I was working really hard. I was doing breakfast telly. It was exhausting. It was, you know, I was getting up at three o'clock in the morning. I didn't really, exercise wasn't part of that. But now I, I cannot imagine living without it. Yeah. And so you discovered running in your late 30s and you've had a huge list of accomplishments since then. And as you said, you're still getting faster and stronger year on year. At a point in your life now where perhaps women, men may think they have reached their limit and they've just think, okay, I've got to my peak now. How do you still have that mindset where you're still wanting to push and push and still get the best out of yourself and know you can still get faster? I, I mean, I, I really didn't think I could. And when I started my first marathon at the age of 42, I just thought, God, I better do this quickly because, you know, I'm 42 years old. I'm getting really old now. I won't be able to, this is not going to be happening much longer. I'll get out there and do a marathon. And, and again, my first marathon was a disaster. It wasn't quite a disaster, but it took me six hours and 22 minutes because I collapsed and mm. I had two hours with St. John ambulance on oxygen thinking I was about to die. So that was, you know, it wasn't exactly a triumph. Did that not put you off doing it, it again? It, um, no, quite the opposite. I mean, it actually totally the opposite. My parents would, and my family who'd been waiting for me at the finish line thinking, what the hell? And then nobody knew what had happened to me. And they were all like, you must never do that again, ever, yeah. ever, ever. And, and I, I was so cross because I'd done all the training. I thought, I've got to do that. I cannot leave it at that. So I went back and did it, much to my mother's horror. Um, and anyway, so I sort of, I started the first one and thought I was running out of time. And it turned out, actually, I got faster on my second one and faster on my third one. Um, and then actually the very same year I met Rose, which was, I think, 2015 at the Royal Parks Half Marathon, when you triumphed with your, you know, first woman, one hour. Wearing headphones? One hour 20. <laughs> <laughs> was it one hour 20 or something? You did 122 or 120? It was a bit slower than that. But yeah, one, yeah, you did like 124. So five, I met Rose that, because but... I was handing out the prizes. I yeah, had to get to the yeah. finish line fast enough. And they said, could you go and hand out the prizes? I was like, oh, dying, you know. Uh -huh. and, and then that's how we met up on the podium. Um, and that same year, there was a guy who'd been helping me doing some training for the marathon. Um, called Graham, who said to me, oh, you know, Sophie, you're 44, 45 now. The thing is, you're going to reach a physiological peak. I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> like, what do you say to people who say that? Because you uh, must still get that. 
people being well, like, I was, oh, I you're was going furious. To I was furious in a kind of perfectly nice way, but I was furious. I was like, absolutely no way. I'm not, and I was like red rag to a bull. I'm a Tory in anyway, so that just all goes. And uh, and I was like, right, I'm going to prove you wrong. And <laughs> so I just hammered it. I got into my training and I hammered it and I just got faster and faster and faster. And it's still a sort of, you know, I'm now 55 and I kind of, I still joke with him. I still like, I, I might I might actually be kind of reaching out. I have no idea, but I don't, I'm not sure I can make that much more progress on my PBs. But um but I do joke with him still. So I'm good 10 years later, 10 years down the line. Graham has pushed me to it to just keep going and keep getting faster. <laughs> <laughs> and does, have you changed your training to, like what what have you done training wise to, to keep doing that? Because you must have kind of, you know, run more or done different things to keep improving like that. I have. I've always actually had a coach. So the the first marathon I did, um, I trained with this great woman called Karen Weir, who I found because Jenny Faulkner, the the TV presenter, um, crossed the London Marathon uh, finish line the year before. And she had said she'd done it in like three and a half hours. And, and she went, I owe it all to Karen Weir. And I sat at home typing down, Karen Weir, found Karen Weir. And I just Googled this is the answer. Founder. Yeah, this is the answer. Founder. And she was a sort of PT at a gym. And she and she took me on. And so I went to the gym. And I also, um, she gave me a training plan. So I did, I did her training plan. And so I've always had that structure. And then a few years later, I, I went to a different coach and just because I kind of just need to mix it up. You just you have mm. to train, change your training a bit, just something new. And I train, train with somebody else. So I've always had a uh, sort of structure. Mm. Um, and so there's always something I have to achieve. I always have the goal um, yeah. somewhere. And if I feel really I have a terrible sort of guilt complex. So if I haven't finished my if I haven't done what I'm supposed to be doing, then I feel really guilty. So my coach now, Joe Wilkinson, um, in fact, you we all went out for a run. Not the, just <laughs> a great the, session. Yeah, you guys Smashed made it. me do it. I was trying yeah. to avoid doing it because I thought because I you you two run at such a ridiculous pace compared to me, and I'm thinking this is my pet. I can't talk and do this session, and I you made me do yes. it. Yes, <laughs> I mean you cannot turn up to a run with, <laughs> with us two and then try and get out your session. It's just not going to happen. But I was also it? trying to talk to you as well. It was all a bit kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Try and talk yeah. and do your session. No, we take not... our pacing duties very seriously. Uh, you did. You really I love doing stuff like that. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you, you did. I know. I love that. I you... hope you got a gold star from Jay. I did. I, I got a gold star. It was all fine. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's what I've just. I, I, and it's a lot of it. I've, I've had the coach. I've had the training. I do the speed sessions. That's really important. Mm-hmm. But so mm. much of it is about confidence as well. So much of it is just you learn that you can do it, don't you? So once yeah. you've broken that barrier. So once I broke the four hour marathon barrier, I thought, fine. And then I broke the 345 and then and now and I broke then I broke the 330. And once I'd done that, it's sort of well, you mentally, you know, you can do it. So yeah. I think you're, so much of it. Is your, your body side. actually. I mean, I, did, I went on and I've done marathon de sable and, you know, ultras and much longer runs. And before I did the marathon de sable, I, I really didn't think I could do that. And that's what that race taught me and that's 150 miles across the desert five six marathons five days carrying all your own kit I mean it's insane it's very extreme yeah. <laughs> and I really I wanted to pull out but at the end of it I didn't think I'd get through two days and I got through the whole thing and I did we did really well actually I went we were in the top third and we were fine um 
but I that taught me more than anything. Actually, you can do so much more than you actually. Your, it's your brain, it's your mind that stops mm. you doing it a lot of the time. It's not your body. So, how has that mindset helped you in other areas of your life? Have it, you noticed that yeah, confidence no, really, in it, yourself? Yeah, no, it really. I mean, I think running is running gave me a massive amount of confidence actually. Because even though I'm on television and I do this sort of, you know, I'm, I sit in front of millions of people every day. Um, I was never. I actually was not that confident in a sort of I, it, I think running has given me a, an identity and I think I feel much more sort of literally anchored to the ground as it were it sounds a bit, sounds a bit yeah, strange yeah. but I didn't I mean I was I was laugh with um, Jeremy Bowen who I used to present breakfast news with years and years ago and we go we'd be invited to these sort of red carpet events and and I hated it, absolutely hated it. I hated being in the spotlight, I hated being, even though I was working on television and sitting doing this every day. And I didn't like being photographed and I didn't want to do the whole kind of red carpet glamour thing. And I'd scuttle off down the side and he was like, what? and he'd be kind of walking down having his photo taken. Um, and I think, you know, the running actually gave me much more confidence. I don't know, I didn't, it, I, I think there's no coincidence that, you know, in my 40s, my 30s, I didn't like it. I didn't like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. In my 40s, I was much more relaxed with it, but I'd also started doing the marathon running and I just felt somehow mm. I, it, the, the two sort of definitely came together at the same time. Yeah, that's so amazing. But it, it's, I mean, I think running just gives you, it gives you a sort of strength of physical mm. strength. You mm -hmm. feel strong physically and it also gives you a strength mentally as well. Yeah. Because especially when you start getting into the longer distance stuff, um, because you have to, you have to, it's really tough and you have to overcome things and you have to fight your demons and, you know, you, you yeah. know better you than I do. You have to really know but your you've got there mind. So you can run in a race and you've got one one demon here saying, yeah. you know, <laughs> this is rubbish, you're terrible, you're not going to make it. And the other oh, yeah. one going, for God's sake, just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. And you, you have to fight it, don't you? You fight your mind. I think you're so right. And it's also just getting to know, I feel like I've sort of got to know myself so much more mm. through running and through having to having to fight those demons and know kind of how to work through all that and mm. I'm saying running's given me so much confidence for for that reason and just knowing you can do things which you previously thought you couldn't but your story is brilliant I mean you you know I've, I've I always cite you as the sort of the lockdown runner but it, you're you're somebody who was really good at it but then thought right I'm going to get on with it and 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 then just you know now look at you kind of flying um and you know one of the best in the country and it's amazing again it's what you do if you put your mind to it and just challenge yeah. yourself and yeah um it's incredible what you you know what you can achieve for me you kind of encapsulate a completely no limits mindset and that's actually the title of this episode because you know you've done you've gone out and done first of all started running at a at an age which a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't even dream of you know, if they haven't started mm. running and done it through the whole lives, and like, I can't do it. And then to go and do Marathon de Saab with, without going and training in the desert beforehand, <laughs> going doing the OCC without training in the mountains beforehand. That was the, so the OCC, which is part of the UTMB, the Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc, which actually lots of people don't know about, but I've just uh, literally, I've just watched it now that it's been on again this it's just year. Just been on, yeah. Just been on. And I was watching it religiously because they cover it brilliantly online and they have people running behind the runners with these cameras. And it's, I mean, unlike any other trail race I've seen, you know, they're up in the mountains and for hours and hours and they've got people on bikes and people running with and, and drones and stuff mm. so it's fantastic to watch 
but the um so the ultra trail de mont blanc is 100 miles long and then the bit i did was the what i called the baby the 36 miler um just which the is baby the, just the baby <laughs> the OCC. and i trained for it on the isle of wight and i didn't really kind of I, I kind of thought, oh, I can do this because, look, I've done the MDS and I can do the Marathon de Sade. I could be able to, I'll be all right somehow. I'll get through it. And I trained on the on the Isle of Wight. And I got to the mountains and you've got altitude. You go up to a 2,000 metres, so you're dealing with that already. And and then, you know, I've been going up and down and cliffs. And it's very technical, isn't it? I didn't know what technical meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going on about how technical it was. And I thought, what does technical mean? I kind of thought I was going to be climbing up rocks. I mean, technical, basically, I've, I think I still, I think I know. It's just when you're jumping over rocks and... Yeah, you've just got to focus. You've got technical, yeah. basically. But it is a real skill, isn't it? You, you, know, got, you mustn't stumble and fall yeah. over yeah. rocks and it's all these, yeah. I mean, there are lots of trails that you're going to up and down these trails and paths and really steep downs and... Um, but there was, I had to go over three mountains and having just gone over three little hills on the Isle of Wight, <laughs> I got there and, and mountain one was all right, but mountain two was just ridiculous. And it, I looked up and it was, somebody said it's three miles to the top. I was like, three miles <laughs> to the oh. top. And oh. it was a flick flack thing like this. It was so steep and you, I mean, it was yeah. even hiking. There was no running up that thing at yeah. altitude. Um, so that was that took me eleven hours, eleven I well, eleven hours and forty five minutes. Wow! To do thirty six miles. And did you did you at any point think I can't do it, or did you just go into it thinking, of course I can? You know, um, with that complete like limitless mindset that we all think you have. I'm now I'm now th- I I I can do it. I know I can do it. It's whether I was going to be able to do it in the time in the cutoff because there was a cutoff, mm. um, and there was the at the middle mountain, the three miler up, which was really steep. And I started feeling dizzy and I felt a bit sick. I mean, there were people who were literally having to stop and being people being sick. And I realised it was slightly more brutal than I thought it was going to be as I was going up. But I had, yeah, there was there was not any way out. I had to do it. And then you see, and then you kind of go along. And my mindset is terrible because you go, I go up and I get there. And all right, I'm a bit behind what I thought I'd be. But anyway, I'm, still, I'm up the top and I've got to come down. And then there are these women who I pass is British women who kind of and then and they kind of go oh wow you're going really well I'm thinking okay I'm not doing too bad okay and then that sort of really spurs me on yeah um and so and then you have to keep going worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum think again meet Yuffi x10 pro omni robot vacuum with ai powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects it's the winner of five best of ces awards and digital trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 dollars quality sleep is essential for boosting energy recovery and well-being so take your sleep to the next level with sleep number with a sleep number smart bed you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now the queen sleep number c4 smart bed is only one thousand five hundred and ninety nine dollars a saving of three hundred dollars only for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com it's just well, you say your mindset's terrible but 
That no, sounds like yeah, a pretty I'm, strong I'm, mindset no, to me. Saying, it's actually what it is, is that's my competitive mindset yeah. kicks in and I'm like, right, I can do this. Come on, get yeah, on with it. Yeah, it's such a strength. Um, you just have to, yeah. But no, it was that was that was an amazing race. But the downs, oh my god! You don't think you think downhill's gonna be all right, but that was the no, hardest the bit. Killed bit. my quads. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've almost got to train worse. for the downhills. It was worse you, than the yeah. uphill. Actually, it was when it when it started going up on the on the final descent down into Chamonix, and you start going up a little. I was like, oh, a little hill, thank God, because my legs oh were my gosh, killing yeah. me. And you just you know. Going back to the technicality of the course, you can't afford to have jelly legs at the end, can no. you? <laughs> it's really rocky on the way down. It's real. I mean, it is, and you're kind of coming around things. And I remember there was a, you know, there's a tree where you can literally hold on to it and swing round almost because it's that sharp. How did you feel the day after? I, I could hardly walk. But then I had to go and crew my friend. I've got this wonderful friend who I met uh, in London called Nuno, who's a. It, I used to be faster than him, and now I used to be faster than him. And now he's like this. He's like this. I don't know. He's a sort of antelope goat mountain thing that just goes <laughs> around doing the most unbelievable races and i mean he sounds like you pretty much yeah, yeah, no, he's, not. Um, he's 50 though he's just turned 50 i discovered the other day um but he he's um he's doing all these amazing he's often doing the tour de géant which is like a 350 kilometers round the mountains for a whole seven days and i was like what mm. um but i had to the day after the occ i had to go and crew him so I had to get up in the middle of the night and go to drive to call my ear for four o'clock in the morning because he was doing the whole of the UTMB. Oh, my God. So I, I, had, I wasn't able to feel sorry for myself or stiff. I had to get out of bed and go and make sure he was okay. Wow. <laughs> you going to do it again? Um, <laughs> the look in her face. No pressure. Of course I'm going to do it again. Of course I'm going to do it again. I, I, if I can get in, it's quite hard to get in. But yeah. um, there's the OCC, which I would which I would like to do, I think, or I could even step up. So I might go to the CCC, which is the, it's, I think it's about 70 miles. So it's the OCC with another whole bit attached mm. onto it. Wow. What is your motivator now? So these crazy challenges, ultras, multi-stage events, is it kind of challenging yourself in that area or is it still wanting to get faster, improve your times, get stronger, or a bit of both? Um, I think I'm slight. I'm sort of on the cusp now of, of the with the with the speed. Mm. I'm gonna next few months. I'm gonna go to Valencia and I'll see. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see where that's where I got my PB. So I did my P, my fastest marathon, which was three twenty seven and two seconds, which is really annoying because yeah. obviously I could otherwise say it's three twenty six and. I know nice. that feeling after yesterday. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Two seconds after. Two seconds is annoying. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, you know, it's annoying, nothing. Isn't it? <laughs> it's, a, it's nothing, but it's so much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did that th oh, twenty. When did I do that? Twenty nineteen, I think. Twenty nineteen in Valencia. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm going to go back this year and see where what I can do if I train properly because that's a great course. I really enjoyed that, and it was just flat and fast. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the speed, the the road marathon, the speed thing is it does it's. There is a point at my age. I'm gonna. I can't keep getting faster. So I yeah. probably will start tipping How over do you the edge. Feel about that? Fine, because yeah. actually, um, it, that's a huge pressure. I mean, what you guys do and that, that the the pressures and the times and the looking at your watch and um, and having people chasing you down, which I obviously don't, but you you do, and that is a, that's hard. I mean, mm. it keeps you going, mm. obviously, but it is really mentally, it's quite hard, isn't it? Um, and so what I then go into is the longer form stuff. And, and I do love 
you know, I live in London and I love getting out of the city. And I, I do most weekends. I go out in the city and go on the trails and go in the countryside and go on my own and, yeah. uh, you know, just be out there. And so I love, I love, I love the, the sort of exploration that I can do, the exploring I can do with running. Yeah. Um, and, you know, going up mountains and going across deserts. And um, my great friend Susie Chan, who like me started late in life running and is now a peloton instructor and you know turned her life around doing doing running um she drags me out here there and everywhere and wants me to go off and do a co- some ultra in costa rica and <laughs> 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 um massive humidity that's all i can think about but you know we, we just i've just been all over the world i've been to yeah. see the world but yeah. that's what it is you know if you go anywhere now i'm i'm sure you go to any city you would go on holiday you do anything I always take my running shoes. Oh, and yeah. It's a great way to explore. You yeah. see so much more when you're running than if you walk around. Totally. So You see yeah. a whole... You have, I mean, I always think when I go on holiday with my family and I take my running shoes and my husband can't run anymore so much because he hurt his foot doing marathons and he plays squash all the time, so he doesn't want to ruin it even more. Yeah. Um, but I, so I go, I'm the only one who runs and mm-hmm. I go off and I kind of see a whole different side of the place we're in to, mm-hmm. to my family. Yeah. And I think that's what running is, you know, all the time for me. It's just, yeah. you've, you go, you know, I've got, I get my ordnance survey map out. I've got it, the OS app, if you haven't, have you got that? I do. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love, I love the OS app. So <laughs> you get the OS app and then you put it on your, you, you plot your little route. You can go anywhere in the country and you can plot a route, circular route, and I download it onto my watch. My watch beeps left, right, left, right, and yeah. so I can go and explore anywhere. And you just see things you'd never have seen if yeah. you weren't for the fact you've got your running shoes with you. Yeah, yes, and getting onto the trails. And I love the, the trails. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is amazing. How do you? Obviously, you've got a very busy job alongside all of this, all the training, all the incredible adventures. How on earth do you fit it in? That's what I want to know. What does a day in the so in the life of Sophie actually look like? <laughs> um, Take us through it. Well, today I've got up. I got up at seven. I went to the gym. That's my new thing. I go to the gym now. I finally realised I have to do strength training, but I'm actually really enjoying that. So I go to the gym three times a week for an hour, um, and then I uh, then I have to walk the dog. Then I have then I'm here. Then I've got to go and do the shopping, and then I go to work for lunchtime. And I'm doing, I'm just doing the six o'clock news today. So um, I will be at work at lunchtime and I will be there until seven, just after seven. Then I either go out or come home and make dinner. So I'm lucky in that I have my mornings are pretty much, well, they're not free, but I don't have to be at work until lunchtime. Mm, That's Um, when you get all your running in. So I get my running in in the morning or the gym or whatever it is. I mean, I do, I have other, I do have other stuff that I have to do and, Next week I'm going off and filming and it is so it's not always like that. And when it gets really tight and I've got too much on or I've got other things that I have to do alongside um, stuff at work, I, you know, I'll, I'll run to work. So if I have to do a six mile run, I'll just run to mm. work um, or run the long way around or, or I run home or, you know, anything. I just fit mm. it around like that. But you make sure it fits in somehow. I have to do fit it because I have this yeah. training plan that goes if I don't do it, it goes red. I just really don't like it. And it makes your day at work so much more enjoyable when you know you've done your training in the morning. Yeah, Yeah. but you have to fit it in there, otherwise it's really stressful if you don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you you fit it in just because of the training plan or do you, like, need to run to to feel good at work and to... Because for me, if I don't run, I feel terrible. Mm. And I'm I'm, unproductive. 
Yeah, no, I do need to. I need thing? to do something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I need to. I mean, I think yeah. it just clears your head, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. I don't. I never do. I don't. Do you run with music and stuff? I don't. I don't ever run with anything. I just kind of free my yeah, <laughs> bit of everything. Yeah. Good podcast. I don't do anything. I just good really. Always my easy. Yeah. Always subtle plug. <laughs> <laughs> listening to yourself and listening to yourself. Don't So, what's next? Um, what is next? I I don't know what's next. Um, well, actually, no, I do know what's next. What's next? I've got. I'm kind of thinking. I am going. Well, I'm going to train for Valencia. I'm going to do the Great South Run. I'm going to train for Valencia. See how um, see how that goes. So that's all focusing on really. Those are the quick time. ones. Yeah, it's there's a sort of time. Quick, yeah. yeah, I'm slight. I'm the one thing I'm slightly getting. A, I'm I'm I have because I've been doing marathon running now for twelve years. I think twelve years. And what I do find slightly in the, the whole training plan thing is those those runs that take you about two hours and take me about four. The long ones when you yeah. have to go out and do eighteen miles on a Sunday morning and that I'm getting slightly like. I mean, I think I I was hit by the fact because I'm because of the good for age thing at the London Marathon. I I automatically get a place because yeah. I'm fast enough that I do, um, and uh, you know it's it's a it always feels like a real privilege to be able to run it. Mm-hmm. So I I accept my good for age or I get my good for age place, and then I feel like I have to run it. And because the marathon was back to back virtually, it was sort of six months apart, wasn't it last year? Yeah. So I just feel like I'm doing interminable marathon training. Um, and so that I'm slightly kind of, I'm kind of, I quite like to do free myself from that a little bit. Yeah. If I and can. you want to keep enjoying it because if you don't, if you stop enjoying the training, then yeah. it's hard to motivate yourself. Exactly. So, but I, I mean, I'll do Valencia and then, and then after that, I'd quite like, I sort of have got UTMB in my sights, I think, to mm. do another mountain marathon or marathon long run mm-hmm. um and just to enjoy it. i've been doing lots of the trail the national trails and sort of i've been doing you know the north downs way or the south downs way and just doing all the new bits i love doing i like going to new places yeah um, again just such an amazing way of discovering places yeah. and seeing the country and the world i've been running around the isle of wight uh, i go there quite a lot so i go on the, the trails there which are be- i mean the isle of wight is an amazing place to run it's it's yeah. not it's not it's flat. Coastal it's not flat. The <laughs> oh, it's really hilly. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing flat. <laughs> no. Yeah. The coastal path all the way to the outside is beautiful, eighty miles round and that's uh, stunning. Yeah. Although so you doing... probably think it is flat now after doing ACC. Yeah, <laughs> I know, exactly. Well <laughs> just a small hill. I when you said that, it. it's like I I've run around the Isle of Wight and it's not a small hill. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but you if you get the mountains, it's all <laughs> relative. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so no, I'll keep I'll keep doing all that. And then um I don't know, I'll just see how I I just, I've sort of bizarrely because i'm doing this gym work now i actually feel stronger than i felt for ages that's and again great. i'm sure that's slightly in my mind but yeah um i kind of i've got I a bit th- of a new push from that no i think that's gonna be not just in your head definitely physical benefit as well i'm quite interested to see yeah. what it does i mean it's i'm doing three times a week and it's proper it's proper weightlifting stuff you yeah know? It's yeah like, yeah it's that barbell thing which i've only just learned what they're called i kept talking about <laughs> the weightlifters bars and they were going oh you mean the barbells you know when you're going down and squats and all the rest of it which yeah you taught you actually got me into because yes you yeah. and i went to the gym you like, can probably lift heavier than me now <laughs> i went to the gym and i, I was watching her she was, i was thinking well i'm gonna train like rose does she's like a sort of proper proper i didn't pro. know you were a strength inspo in the gym oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow who knew <laughs> 
so um, and yes the ironic thing is i think you i mean you are definitely going to the gym more than me now so i'm going three times well done yeah that's very good and that'll be so now good the strength for, yeah for all the hills and everything yeah that's I, be I am noticing the difference I'm yeah sure. and great for bone density and everything it's, yeah apparently it's very and again good. another thing i think a lot of uh, a lot of people, especially coming at a later age, are really put off and intimidated by and are a bit... I think if you haven't done a lot in the gym before, it is a bit of an intimidating place mm. to go and lift weights. So I wouldn't know what to... I wouldn't have known. I mean, I've only started... Do, I did it two months ago, three months ago, and I would not have known what to do. And I, I went on this sort of six-month, six-week trial testing thing. Mm. And it, just, it gives you massive confidence. I go to this gym where they they do sort of small classes. So I'm not going in on my own. Yeah. Um, and I need, I do, I need to know, I need people to tell me what to do because it's a bit like having the coach. If, I, if yeah. I'm not told, you know, you have to go and do this, I won't do it. I'll just find, I'll go and have a coffee or something. Oh yeah, I, I feel need, the same. I need the <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, you know, I went to, I went to, in the summer, I went, walked into a gym that I'd never been to and there were all these men, huge men lifting stuff. And, and I actually thought, God, I don't feel intimidated by this. First time, it doesn't bother me at all. I know I can yeah. lift this stuff. And, you know you can do it. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing. But uh, you you were talking about, you know, no limits and um, the thing that people do say to me the whole time, lots of people come up to me in the street or, or talk to me, you know, online and they're always saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I've, I've, it's amazing you're still running or you're running and I I wish I had been able to do it but I just I'm too old and I go how old are you and they go 46 and I'm like well actually, I'm a bit older than that and you definitely can do it and yeah. I think that's that is the one thing I would say about running for people who don't do it is it is it I mean again it, it's all in the mind a lot of it is in the mind and the first year that I started running when I was proper marathon training when I was 42 and I kept a diary of it online and I read that back and I was in pain. It hurt. It really hurt. And mm. a lot of people will translate that as, oh, I'm damaging my knees or I'm damaging my hips. Um, often it's not that at all. It's actually just your muscles, your muscles getting stronger because yeah. your muscles are stiff and they're not used, you know, they're not used to taking yeah. that impact. And after the first sort of few months of doing it, and now it, I can do runs that then would have, I wouldn't have walked for a week, but now it's, I don't notice it. I mean, you know what that's yeah. like. <laughs> you can run yeah. I think ridiculously is... fast and then you're, you're fine the next day. But your body does adapt to it, doesn't yeah. it? And I think it's also just, as you say, recognising that pain isn't, it's not a bad thing. It's just you've used your muscles, mm. especially if you haven't really used them that much before or that muscle group before. It's going to feel a bit sore, but it's not It's not a bad thing. Mm. You just and trusting I mean, it does and get actually, easier. if you go for a run it, again <laughs> it normally gets better yeah no yeah. absolutely so i mean i have lots and lots of people who say to me oh you know oh, it's too late for me it's too late and i'm like well it really isn't and yeah. yeah you can you can start and start slow and don't because also a lot of people go out and try and sprint oh yeah um and, and then, that, then it's hard you can't hold the pace yeah. Yeah. and you know the park run and things like that are, are amazing places for people to start mm -hmm. and and just build up slowly and I've got a couple of friends who, you know, who really inspired me. There's a, a woman who, um, called Jackie Millett, who is, uh, she started running when she was 57. Um, and she started in Richmond Park. She actually started walking because she had a health scare and she started walking in Richmond Park. And she thought, oh, this is a bit boring. So she started jogging and then she discovered she was quite good at the jogging. And so she started running. And then she did the London Marathon, and she was 57, and she did it in three hours 40, I think, or 3.45, wow. her first marathon. 
incredibly good math and time for anyone. She is now, um, she got on, she got slightly hooked and she is now 70 years old. She has done more than 220 marathons. (laughs) I think she's lost count. She did one really recently in under four hours at the age of 70. Um, She did, she's done Comrades. She did, which is an ultra run, which is, I think, 60, 70, 80 miles even in South Africa. She's done that Mm -hmm. about four times. She's, I mean, she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Life changing. She she still runs. She's in her 70s. She's, she just, you know, bashes out marathons the whole time. Um, And she and I ran my, when I ran Boston Marathon, it was about the fourth marathon I ever did. And I was really struggling. I'd done London the week before and I was really struggling. And she was with me. (laughs) She's a mile 18 and I'm kind of walking a little bit. And she just looked at me and she said, uh, this is, this, I w- she, was about, she was about 60 at this point and I was early 40s. And she looked at me and she went, um, Sophie, the thing about marathons is anyone can run a marathon. It's just when it gets tough, that's when you really, really find out what you're made of. This is a sixty-something-year-old woman who's absolutely fine and jogging ahead and waiting for me, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm like 15 years younger than her. I can't do this, and I've actually got to do this." And she got me across the finish line. But she was, she's amazing, amazing. And I always think of Jackie now. Every time I think, "Oh, you know, am I getting too old?" I'm not. No, God, she's still doing four-hour marathons, and she's seventy. So it's incredible. um, Just got to, you've just got to believe you can. Yeah. yeah, I think that's going to inspire so many people listening as well. Like, even for me, just knowing how long I've got left that I can run <laughs> yeah, to enjoy it. <laughs> and they're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'll be running till I'm 90. But no, I know. Yeah, but people are now. And then yeah. you know, there's a woman who I run with um, who is local um, called Alice. And she she's unbelievable. She's a year older than me. She's my nemesis. And she uh, she is a year older than me. And she so she's 56 years old. Park run time, 20 minutes. Easy. I'm like, what? Uh, she goes under 20 minutes, no problem at all. And she did sub, she's done the London Marathon sub three hours twice now in the last two years. And she's 56. <laughs> but you're not that, that far. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am on my full half hour. That's quite a long. I'm not going to be doing a sub three hour marathon. I think I think I'll there there that is my limit. Mm. That won't that's oh, not we'll going to no limit. We'll no limit. No limit. Even no, no way. Even I'm not going to challenge myself to that. Um but no, I think it's I think there are some I think a lot of particularly women who didn't try it and haven't tried it and suddenly are coming through now. My coach Jo says she's got lots of women in the forties and fifties, in their forties and fifties, mm-hmm. who kind of have had their kids and thought, Okay, I'm gonna do something for me and have seen other women of their age doing it and are, are just doing amazing sub three marathons at, at, in their 50s yeah yeah so cool um it's it is very doable yeah you just got to believe you just train <laughs> yeah yeah so you've spoken about training. some absolutely incredible achievements <laughs> um i guess so one of the questions we like to ask our guests is what is your high five me moment so is there a moment out of many probably to choose from for you where you would give yourself a high five to celebrate that achievement and it doesn't have to be running related it can be career life that moment i think the i think probably the 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 one the both the two that come into mind immediately um are finishing the marathon de sable which i thought i couldn't do um and i really thought i wanted i was going to pull out but all these other people were coming with me and i couldn't pull out 
and I cried when I finished that that race. I hadn't told anyone I was doing it, um, and I I kind of um, I no I found that really that was a sort of I I kept it so quiet, and I remember because I just thought I I can't fail. Mm. <laughs> so and then I finished the idea across the line. And I was like, oh, I've done it! My God! Even the people I was with all week kept saying, "Do you believe you can do it now?" I was like, "Not until I get to that finish line." So that definitely. And also just and the the mountain one coming down off the OCC and doing that and getting on un, getting under twelve hours and which was longer than I thought it would take me but I actually got in there and just crossing going down that for anyone who's seen the UTMB they have the arch it's really famous in Chamonix yeah. huge crowds um, and it was dark by the time I got back which again I wasn't expecting but I got through there and running down that last bit even though I was overtaken by a man in a sombrero. <laughs> um i still high five myself that oh I just yeah thought, i mean oh that's my massive. god yeah. i've just climbed three mountain ranges and i've been training just on the other way anyway so yeah incredible that's a very good high five me moment <laughs> yeah <thanks. laughs> sophie it's been so good to chat to you and yeah just absolutely i, I think there's just so much inspiration in every sentence of that yeah. so thank you so much thank for you. coming thank on the you. show <laughs> sharing all your insane adventures with us. <laughs> well, hopefully there'll and be if many you need more. Any more pacing. Let us know. I'm definitely coming for more pacing. Yeah, with yeah. the dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For Five miles easy. See you next time. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.